let's be real here. Hello, it is I, your hostess D, and also known as the Entertainer. And if you guys would like to skip this intro, go ahead. But for those of us who are new here, go ahead and keep listening. It is I, your hostess D, like I said, and today we'll, we will be learning about either art or writing, whatever I decide to put this intro in front of. And yeah, so like always, we will be going over some of my life, some of my stories, and we'll even be going over some raw information as well. So I hope to see you all throughout the rest of this podcast. Go ahead and follow me if you'd like, and yeah, so... I will see you all in it, and on to it. Hello, it is I, Dharma, also known as The Entertainer, and welcome back again today. Now, I am feeling very impatient today, so let me just get on into it. So today I wanted to talk about art, especially in relation to character art and slash illustrations and character design. Now, color is something that often gives us a very good... Um, a very good or very bad or whatever it is feeling about a person it gives us a feeling about a person depending on what colors they're wearing now this is often attributed to one of a few things color makes us feel emotions you know for example we often associate the color red with anger blue with sadness um, yellow I typically see attributed to, to happiness, but it uh, can sometimes be seen attributing more towards fear, whereas green is happiness. Things like that. Color is off, often represents emotion. Color can off, also represent someone's alignment. Now, a quick thing I just want to say, when I say someone's alignment, I mean whether or not they're good, evil, or neutral. And I've gone over this before, but good is if they do something with good intentions, whether or not something bad ends up being the outcome. Um, a ba- an evil character is someone who does something with bad intentions, but their actions could possibly end in a good scenario. And a neutral character doesn't have any intentions going either way. Now, of course, um, sometimes the colors of someone's robes or clothing or cloak or whatever may not line up with one of these, um, may not line up with what their actual alignment is, but this is where twists can come in. And the last thing that's often attributed to color is often someone's personality. Not only can we tell how they're feeling, um, or something that they may feel a lot, or what their alignment is, but we can also attribute it to um, what their personality is. Oftentimes, when we think of an edgy or goth teenager, we think of a teenager with um, kind of a punky hairstyle, usually dyed with like a pink streak or something. Um, we usually think of them in a t- a black t-shirt with a um, skull icon on it, and oftentimes we think of them as wearing you know, dark pants and dark shoes to go with that. We may think of them as having a lot of lip and or ear piercings, sometimes occasionally a nose piercing. And we think of them as having either deep purple or just a deep color of makeup, typically eyeshadow. And I do not know a whole lot about fashion and and makeup, and I was just able to give you a fairly good description of what a typical goth girl or boy or whatever looks like. At least in modern media, anyway. I've never, I don't claim to know people who consider themselves goth. But 
at the same time, though, if you think over that description, that fits what most people think of when they think of someone who is goth perfectly. Because typically someone who is goth is, you know, they wear dark colors and things like that, which gives off the mood of someone either with dark intentions or who's off or who's trying to play themselves off as deep and edgy, things like that. Which is also where color giving emotion comes in as well as color giving personality. Now we obviously can't tell if this person is a good or a bad person, although Oftentimes, darker colors are attributed to someone being, um, someone working with evil intentions. Although, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't, um, automatically put that on there. Now, what I would put on there is a supervillain versus superhero scenario. Imagine this. Our superhero is a nice girl. Um, she has this awesome like medieval-esque armor and um let's say that this armor is like all silver or all like pearl white or matte white or something and then we also add on some kind of like angel wing or bird wing accents now let's go over to our super villains costume and let's give them a big dark deep black cloak with a red something or other underneath, I don't know, red armor or something. And we give them, like, a sinister mask with horns, and instead of having an angelic feathery wing accents, we have scaly dragon wing accents. This is the typical thought process of someone who is making your standard supervillain slash superhero. And I have a feeling that we might want to change this up a little bit. Not just because it has become so stereotypical that it is basically just, you're basically just car, card, cutting out cardboard cutouts of your standard everybody, but it's also considered not the greatest um, design wise. Because the thing is, is that it doesn't always fit your supervillain, depending on their actual personality, to actually be this dark and edgy. Not all supervillains are dark and edgy. For example, Loki. Loki, I love Loki. Loki is an amazing character, and I love him. He's the best god of mischief ever. But my personal fan geekiness aside, I consider his design to be a lot better than most of your standard supervillains. For example, um, in Age of Ultron, um, in Age of Ultron, Avengers Age of Ultron, Ultron is a robot dude. And you can tell that he's evil because A, he has red eyes, B, he's all dark gray slash silver slash metallic, whatever you want to call it, and C, he has sinister mechanical structure. Whereas Loki, he just looks like your average dude with slightly greasy looking black, slicked black, back black hair, who has green eyes and looks like any, any, um, you know, any dude that you could pick off, off pick up off the street. <laughs> and it's also contrasted by the fact of, um, let me think thinking, thinking, lost my train of thought. 
Oh, it's also contrasted by the Winter Soldier. Now, in Captain America and the Winter Soldier, we can obviously tell that the Winter Soldier is a bad guy because not only dark eye makeup, but also because he wears mostly black. He has, you know, he's got that evil look in his eyes yet again, all that eye shadow, things like that. Whereas Loki... He himself, he doesn't really have a dark color pattern. He has typically brighter, um, not necessarily bright green robes, but his clothes are of a brighter green color. He has gold accents, kind of like something that you'd see more on a superhero costume. Um, like I said, he has, you know, nice slicked back hair, and, you know, he just... He doesn't have the stereotypical all-black, all-evil, rah-rah-rah-rah-rah thing going on. And so, it's one of those things where it's definitely, it provides a nice contrast with the other bad guys, as well as him feeling like his own thing. When it comes to Winter Soldier and Ultron, and, you know, characters like that, I feel that we could kind of switch out the Winter Soldier and Ultron without too much of the story changing. You could switch them out with any other person slash robot and, you know, it, they'd still have this, it'd still make the same amount of sense, they'd still be, still have practically the same evil motiva no, motivations, things like that. Whereas Loki feels like his own original character. And not only is he given depth by the fact that he's not wearing all black all the time and being an emo little crapstick, he also has depth in personality. Ultron is trying to destroy the human race because he looked at the internet for five seconds, which I would try to destroy the whole entire human race too if I was a robot who didn't understand anything and looked at the internet for five seconds. But it doesn't make him necessarily special when it comes to robot antagonists. And the Winter Soldier is your classic story of old buddy gets kidnapped and brainwashed and now but old buddy has to fight his buddy. Oh no, oh me, oh my, what am I going to do? I have to fight my best friend now. So, you know, it's one of those where they feel like they could be not necessarily full-on, like, just trade it out for somebody else, but it feels like there could be a little more something to them, a little more motivation, a little more something behind the eyes, you know? Behind just the evil looks and the red eyes and the trying-to-kill-you thing, so, you know. But yeah... Whereas, you know, Loki, you can kind of see his clear goal here. He wants to rule someplace. He wants to be a good ruler. And, you know, he just wants to he just wants to rule over people. Whereas Ultron, yet again, he looked at the internet for five seconds and was all like, Whoop, her humanity has to die now. <laughs> and you know, the Winter Soldier, he's got this whole, oh, I, I didn't mean to do it, but I did, and now I'm angsting over it kind of thing going on. And so, yeah. And, you know, like I said before, colors highly attribute to this. 
You know, like I said before, Ultron's got that deep metallic gray going on, whereas the Winter Soldier, it's mostly in, um, I wouldn't necessarily say, like, uh, SWAT gear or something, but it's kind of, you know, it's got the pockets and the, and the vest thing going on, and he's got that little, um, got that thing over his face, you know, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, I just, I feel like with all these stereotypical, you know, colors and things going on, we could just go with something a little more jazzy, you know, maybe have, we could, um, have something other, we could have it to where, you know, instead of the villain being in all black and obviously giving themselves away with that to everyone, um, <laughs> We could have them in be like in lighter, or maybe have them in like pastel colors, or even the, you know, even have them have that kind of angelic armor that our superhero is supposed to have, and things like that, to give everyone this false hope or this illusion that oh, you know, they can't be the bad guy, cause you know, and then you know, it's you get subversion points as well for doing that. And yes, I did say subversion points. It's a thing. I made it so. But yeah, it's just... It's one of those where I'd like to see people be a little more creative when it comes to the colors of their supervillains and superheroes. I know that, you know, um, Ultron and the Winter Soldier and things like that, they were made long before my time. And so they were just using what they had available to them but at the same time i feel they could have done something to jazz them up at least make their cost and make what they look like a little more remember remember memorable gosh i cannot i cannot english today but yeah just something to spice them up and you know make them more memorable you know but anyways i will be seeing you all later and goodbye.